touch your face and never erasing all that you did to make me whole. Oh, I'm dancing in my heart to the rhythm of who you are. There is starlight in my song, and it's all. Oh, yes, I do. 
Mother's Day. Welcome to our Sunday service. No need to adjust your screens. No, this is not still opportunities for engagement. It is me, <laughs> Sonia Russell, um, and it is my great pleasure uh, to be here to be speaking with you this day, this be beautiful Mother's Day. Um, I want to start by giving thanks to Reverend Andriette. Um, the trust is real, um, and I am grateful uh, for the opportunity to be here and to be speaking in front of y'all. Um, I am very close uh, to the end of my ministerial journey, my ministerial school journey, that is. Um, I have finished all of my classes, and I have taken and passed all of my exams, and I've done all the classes they're trying to make me do, and I've done all of those things, and I just have left um, panels, which happen in the week of Labor Day, the week of first week of September. Um, and so following that time, I will be complete. It has definitely been a journey. And so I am really grateful um, for just being able to stand here before you, um, humbled and continuing to learn and grow into my best self um, and my best opportunity to be a community member here at Heart and Soul Center of Light. So I am grateful. And I'm breathing into the honor that it is to speak on Mother's Day. Being a mother myself, I want to give thanks to the one who made me a mother, my dear baby Grace. Um, I want to give thanks to my own mother, Paulette, to her mother, Geraldine, to her mother, Annie, and to her mother, Cornelius. Because without them, I would not stand here before you. And I give deep and profound thanks um, for being a child of those powerful and magnificent women. So I'm going to start, though, family, with a little bit of history because, you know, Rev likes to make sure we're learned and we're <laughs> steeped in our history. Um, and a little bit of a history of Mother's Day because as I got to the point of being able to prepare, I realized that for me it just felt like another Hallmark holiday uh, and I wanted to look a little bit into it. But so the origins of Mother's Day, as celebrated specifically in the United States, there have been Mother's Day celebrations that go all the way back to um, Greek times, and, but we're going to start here um, in the United States. Um, years before the Civil War, a woman named Ann Reeves Jarvis of West Virginia helped start a Mother's Day work club um, that taught local women how to properly care for their, their children. Um, and let's be clear that those go on today. Thank God for the village I have, because motherhood is a whole thing. Um, there are books now, but back then there probably weren't as many. 1868, Jarvis organized the Mother's Friendship Day, at which mothers gathered with former Union and Confederate soldiers to promote reconciliation. Um, Mamas are about re reconciliation. We are about that for sure. Um, and another of the precursors to the original, to the founding of Mother's Day, as it were, what the abolitionist and suffragette Julia Ward Howell in 1870 wrote the Mother's Day Proclamation. And that was a call to action that asked mothers to unite in promoting world peace. 
1873 campaigned for a Mother's Peace Day. Um, now, Anne Reeves Jarvis gave birth to a daughter, Anna Jarvis, uh, who she went forward and actually was the person who championed there being a Mother's Day holiday. Um, and she said that the, her issue was that the American holidays were biased toward male achievements. And so she started a massive letter-writing campaign to newspapers and prominent politicians, urging the adoption of the celebration of mothers. Uh, and Anna actually remained unmarried and childless her whole life. Um, but that did not diminish the value she knew um, that mothers had. And in 1912, many states began to celebrate uh, Mother's Day. Um, 1908 was actually the first time that Anna uh, put on a celebration, um, and it turned out that thousands of people came uh, to celebrate mothers. And then in 1914 was when President Woodrow Wilson signed the measure officially establishing the second Sunday in May as Mother's Day. And ironically, years later, Anna Jarvis campaigned against Mother's Day because it was too commercial. <laughs> um, sort of wanted to take back all that it had become. But what it started with was sort of just an opportunity to really honor and celebrate mothers, right? There is, you know, people are complicated, peopley, as I like to say. Um, motherhood is complicated. Mothers are complicated just because they're human beings. Um, and, but what I know is that each and every one of us, every single person, regardless of the relationship, regardless of who raised you, every single person that exists was born of a mother. So I just want to take a moment. A moment to just be grateful for the woman who gave birth to you, without whose presence we wouldn't exist. Regardless of all the complication, regardless of all the relationship issues, whether they were the person who raised you, any of those things, a woman gave birth to you. And on this day, I am inviting each of us to take a moment and simply give thanks for that woman. Thank you. So family, motherhood is an adventure in faith, <laughs> in case you didn't know. <laughs> um, and it really, I mean, in everything about it, every part of it, every nuance, um, the act of carrying a child is an adventure in faith, um, being willing to get that child out of your body after an end of a certain amount of time is, a, is a, an act of faith. Um, and I'm just... I'm grateful to be here because of my mother's act of faith. I'm grateful to be a mother um, and for, because of my own act, act of faith. Um, and I appreciate the knowing uh, that motherhood has transformed my life. Rev, I like to tag back because Rev is always bringing us kind of the nuggets that we need to tag back to. Um, and she called James Baldwin Jimmy, so I'm going to call him Uncle Jimmy um, and talk about how any real change implies the breakup of the world as one has always known it. The loss of all that gave one an identity, the end of safety. Motherhood is that. 
right? The absolute breakup of anything. I was, I was almost 40 when my daughter was born, so I was all the way into my ways of being. <laughs> like, my whole life was suddenly transformed to, being, to belonging just to me, quite frankly. Um, being able to be where I wanted to be and do what I wanted to do, and suddenly there's a whole other person whose responsibility suddenly it is um, for me to take care of. And that is a big change. Um, and motherhood is no joke. Like, there are ap- absolute opportunities for life to be, <laughs> to be unpacked and to learn about myself, uh, to give even more thanks to my mother um, as I parent uh, my nine-year-old. Um, you know, a friend of mine once said, the best qualities in a human are the hardest ones to parent. Um, and that is very, very true, right? We want confidence. We want the ability to stand up for ourselves. We want all of those things, but parenting those personality traits is a whole different, is a whole different situation. And so there is a complete uh, disruption of not only the way I was mothered, and please believe me, I know I, lo- I love my mother. I think I turned out well. All those things are okay. Um, but I endeavored to parent my daughter differently. Uh, and so all of those things, um, contribute to the end of safety, right? The end of knowing, uh, the end of understanding and just being open and doing a lot of praying. So let's be clear, because I pray, like, I mean, motherhood has brought me joy and love and laughter like I have never, ever known in my life. And it has brought me some pistosity like I have never, ever known in my life. So it, it is just, it's so many things that absolutely transform us on so many levels. So what I do know about motherhood is that we pray. We pray, mothers pray, and we pray some more, right? The good news is that today, Emmett Fox is our monthly, our yearly read, excuse me, um, for our community. And today, Emmett says that prayer does change things. Let us be perfectly clear about this. Prayer does change things. Many people say that prayer is a good thing because it gives us courage and fortitude for meeting our troubles. They say that prayer often gets a person, the parentheticals are mine, because it was all in the masculine. I'm trying to make sure everybody does, no one gets lost in that. It gets a person out of the difficulty simply by giving them self-confidence that they would otherwise have lacked. Of course, this is not spiritual truth. The fact is that seeing the presence of God where the trouble seems to be does not merely give us courage to meet the trouble. It changes the trouble into harmony. This is what we're praying about, right? We're praying that our kids are, know that they're loved and know that they're worthy and, and capable and wanted and seen and cared for, right? We pr- heart and soul is all about prayer. Like if you, are, if you need some prayer, there are a myriad of ways, a plethora of ways in which you can get prayer at heart and soul because we know the power of prayer. We know, I myself know the power of prayer. And I know that all of us, if you took just a second could think of a time where you had a prayer, a prayer that was deeply on your heart. Not one of those passing, I pray out in the lottery, or not, that's not what we're talking. We're talking about prayers that are deeply resonant in your soul. 
Those are the prayers that are changing our lives, right? Those are the prayers of needs being met, of miracles occurring, of life unfolding in perfect order. I literally live in answered prayer. The house I live in began with a prayer in 2015, and I moved into my house in 2017. Now, that wasn't a little bit of praying, y'all. That was two years of consistent, regular, nonstop, eye on the prize, knowing what I know, trusting God prayer. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about prayer that heals the body by changing the tissue. And it does this by first changing the mind that forms them. Prayer brings us our salvation by changing our nature fundamentally, not by making the best of us as we are. The body, the environment, the universe itself is plastic to our thought, and it always reflects our sincerest belief, that which we are allowing ourselves to be most deeply grounded in family. That's what is made manifest. That is what comes to be, right? That which we are focusing our attention and our intention on. I know that I'm become one of those mothers, one of those mothers. I know when I send my daughter out into the world or if I'm not going to be with her, I have this vision of this golden light that surrounds her and protects her and keeps her. I have to tell you, family, that that golden light has a sound like a vault that goes ching-ching, like when it locks down over her when I leave because I know that she's a brown girl in the world, right? Like I know that what's happening for her is going to be different than what may be happening for other kids in the world. And so my prayer is that she is always protected. She's always guided. Um, And the fact is that black mothers in particular do a lot of praying, a lot of praying. Um, Our children (sighs) tend to be subject to behavior and a life that they don't deserve. I find myself out in the world, I'll see some kids in the street, you know, crossing the street or riding their bikes or just like a little group and I'm remembering myself at that time with my little scraggy group of friends that we used to hang out with. Um, and I find myself being that mother that rolls down the window and says, no, my window doesn't go like that. Rolls down the window, <laughs> rolls down the window and says, y'all be careful. Y'all make sure you're watching where you're going. Y'all keep a lookout for each other right? Because I feel like the black mother's prayer is for every child. Not just for my own child, but every single child. Because I know that in some cases, there's not a parent there looking out for them, for whatever reason, whatever circumstance. And I don't just do the holler at black children, although, for the record, it is more frequent. Because I know that there are more people looking at them without those kind and loving eyes. So, in preparation for this time, I looked into this book called The Three Mothers. Um, This book is written by Anna Malika Tubbs, and it is about the mothers of Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and James Baldwin. That's Alberta, Louise, and Burtis. Now, Anna wrote this book because it was a time for her to step into 
really giving these mothers the credit they deserved. These three men are internationally renowned, right? People know them across the world. And they had mamas, right? Mamas that prayed for them, mamas that were concerned for their well-being, mamas that were themselves brought up in a time that was unforgiving, unloving, and unkind. Yet they managed to raise men who knew who they were in the world, who knew what they came from and what was theirs to do in the world. Anna says at one point, I honor black motherhood as a whole and celebrate knowledge passed from generation to generation through the bodies and teaching of black women. She draws from a book called All the Women Are White, All the Blacks Are Men, but some of us are brave. And it's a book on black women's studies. It says that merely the use of the term black women's studies is an act of, char- is an, excuse me, merely the use of the term black women's studies is an act charged with political significance. At the very least, the combining of these words to name a discipline means taking the stance that black women exist and exist positively. Now, what's interesting about this is the idea, considering how many babies black women raised in this country. We think of the number of, in the times of enslavement, where black women's own children were taken from them and they were raising other people's children. Because the motherhood instinct is strong, right? They're not going to cast aside because they know it's unjust. There's still a baby that needs to be raised. There's still a baby that needs that loving, that comfort. Anna goes on to say that we must affirm black women as a group that has historically been dehumanized in humanizing ways. Positively does not mean that we should focus only on the positive facts about black women's lives. Instead, we must take the whole picture, one that includes diverse perspectives and acknowledgement of oppressive forces, as well as an understanding of the ways in which black women have survived such circumstances. Erasure, misrecognition, and historical amnesia have certainly contributed to the formation of our identity as black women, but our fight against such forces with our affirmation and recognition of ourselves and each other has been much more telling. Through these practices, we've created new possibilities that defy the limits placed upon us. Black motherhood is empowering. I love being a mother. The best thing about my life is motherhood. All, when I decided to go into ministerial school, they give a lot of the questions are about why. Like, what's the calling? Because it has to be a calling, because the work is deep and profound and a lot of. (laughs) Um, But I remember thinking that what was most important to me was being able to pass on as little baggage to my daughter as possible. 
was to be able to be so courageous, so willing, so open to know myself that she could trust me in supporting her and knowing herself. And that was the goal of me getting into ministerial school, and that is, continues to be my goal as her mother. Anna says, rather than standing in awe of black mothers and simply commenting with deference on their incredible strength, others should stand with them and lighten their burden. And being a black mother is hard. It's hard to envision that because my daughter's skin is brown, her life would be harder. Now, it's not that I don't pray that that's a different outcome for her. It's not that I don't pray that she surrounds herself in places where people see her and value her and acknowledge her. It's not that I don't want that for myself or any other children in the world. But it's hard. And it is what it is today. And I'm leaning into the opportunity to be clear and present with her and to be as loving and uh, willing to be loving and powerful in her presence and give her the space to be loving and powerful as well. And all that together is no joke. And it takes a lot of prayer. <laughs> a lot of prayer and a lot of community, a lot of willing to open up to others who are in that same situation, in that same work. Anna says that each of the three teachers, each of the three teaches us, excuse me, she's referring to the three mothers, that wherever we come from, she also says, wherever we come from, no matter where we live, and no matter our level of education or varying levels of access to resources, each of us carries the potential to transform the world. They teach us that we possess inherent worth, and we must recognize that worth in each other. We're likely very different from one another. And the three sons were very different, right? But we can still offer each other affirmation and guidance. We must take pride in ourselves, in our children, and in our shared mission for each person to be granted the basic right to live life with dignity, happiness, and recognition. I offer that this is what a black mother prays for. The opportunity that her children will be seen, that they'll know dignity, that they'll know happiness, that they'll be recognized for their accomplishments. I want to offer that everybody pray the prayer of black mothers. Everybody pray for those babies that are going out into the world, simply being who they are. Ernest Holmes says that within us is the unborn possibility of limitless experience. Ours is the privilege of giving birth to it. The stories of these women is our opportunity to realize that we're always birthing something. And we're always praying for something. We're always 
do to be our best selves and have the opportunity for our children to grow up to be their best, best selves. We're always giving birth. Our prayers are always giving birth to something. But what if we all prayed the prayers of black mothers? What if we all were willing to give birth to experience that the world sees and loves? What if we are all willing to see and love black boys and black girls? What if we are willing to see that black man as someone's child? See that black woman as someone's baby girl? Ours is the privilege of giving birth. We're giving birth to things all the time. We at Heart, at Heart and Soul Center of Light and at Centers for Spiritual Living endeavor to create a world that works for everyone. This is our opportunity to give birth to that world. To give birth to a world that works for everyone without exception, including black and brown boys. I invite us, family, all of us, to remember to give thanks for our mothers, to give thanks for those who, birth, who birthed us, and to play, pray for our black babies, whatever their age is. Dr. Tema Bryant Davis is someone I came across uh, recently and she says that our tears are prayers because some things don't have words. Black mothers are constantly in the concern, in the worry, if you will, of the loss of our black boys, of the loss of our black girls. So I'm inviting you to pray. Pray that they are brave. Pray that they know that their skin glitters like gold. Pray that they know that there's a love inside of them, that they were birthed from love. Thank you, family. Happy Mother's Day. son I'll teach him to be brave Cause if I have a son He's never really safe And when you run to the corner store for a snack I wanna know that you'll make it back home Oh Your skin it glitters like gold love inside of your soul But no matter what you say No matter what you do This world will never be as friendly to you I wanna keep you close I wanna keep you safe I hope I see the day Where I don't have to pray Every time you go If I have a son 
every time you go And if I have a girl I'll teach her to be strong Cause even when you're right They'll tell you that you're wrong And if you want something You'll work twice as hard Cause that's the only way we get far Your skin, it glitters like gold There's love inside of your soul But no matter what you say, no matter what you do This world will never be as friendly to you I wanna keep you close, I wanna keep you safe I hope I see the day where I don't have to pray Every time you go to simply be present in this moment, to find our breath, to remember, to remember, to know that we know that God is all that there is, all that there ever has been, all that there ever will be. This moment right here, right now, is steeped with the divine perfection of the infinite. I know this, I trust it, I rest, rule, and abide in it. I know that the force that kept us while we slept and woke us this morning is the same force that beats our hearts and circulates our blood. That which rises the sun brings the ocean to the shore. Our skin is made of stardust. We are one with the divine perfection of all that is. And so it is from this place of knowing, this place of trusting, that I speak this word, giving thanks for the divine manifestations and the perfection of our lives. Giving thanks that goodness shows up, that we remember that love prevails, that peace prevails, that joy and kindness and compassion prevails. 
I know that each of us has the opportunity to stand in the truth that love is the answer regardless of the question, and I give thanks for those who are willing. I give thanks that those who stand, I give thanks for those who are willing to continue to be transformed, to know what is new. I give thanks for those who pray. I give thanks for those who watch out for the babies. I give thanks for the open hearts and open minds that make up this community. I give thanks for our beloved Reverend Andriette. I give thanks, family, today and every day for the good sense to be grateful. I give thanks for being a mother. I give thanks for being a daughter. <sighs> I simply give thanks for this life. And it is in my perfect gratitude that I simply release this word into the law, knowing that it is done and done well in God, not only because I speak this word, but because I know it to be written on our hearts. So family, we simply allow it to be so now and forevermore. And so it is. Happy Mother's Day, family. Remember today and every day, that love matters. Love.